Blog Talk Radio. Okay, so we seem to be having a little difficulty here. My intro tells me that it's playing, but I'm mm-hmm. not hearing it. So um, I'll go ahead and start the show. Welcome to Talking okay. Smooth Jazz. Uh, welcome. Uh, Victor Fields is back. And uh, Joe from Germany, welcome to the chat room, Joe. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Victor Fields' picture that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. As I said, um, our guest Victor Fields is back with a new release called the Lou Rawls Project. Lou Rawls called him the man with the golden voice, and the Los Angeles Times described him as a stylistically accomplished singer who deserves much more attention. Welcome back, Victor. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. It's been a while. It's been 2010 since the last time we had you on the show. Yes, it has been a while. Yeah, yeah. It's good to hear your voice. Ditto, ditto. Good to hear your voice as well. I was really excited to see this um, new release posted on your Facebook page, and that's why Mm -hmm. I contacted you right away for an interview, um, because I wanted to talk to you about this. So I read that Lou Rawls saw you perform. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite an experience. It was, it was, you know, it's it seemed like uh, an eternity. I think in reality, it was maybe a seven-minute exchange. I, I was performing at a club in Oakland, and uh, I had actually I had met him earlier through a friend of ours, uh, and I got to meet him backstage after one of his shows, and I gave him a demo tape, and then. Unbeknownst to anybody, <clears throat> I'm at this club and he was in town doing a function for the mayor of Oakland. He just he just came after the show. He came over to the, to that spot and uh, yeah, it was it was it was something. Uh, I half of it I remember, half of it you know I I, I don't because it was it was an out of body experience uh, for me. <laughs> Did you know he was in the audience? I saw him come through the door. <laughs> I thought, wow. well, you know, I, I I heard the commotion first, and I knew it wasn't it wasn't for me because I was singing a ballad, so I I couldn't be getting people that excited. And I heard all this commotion. I looked up, and he came through because the way it was set up, you came up <clears throat> through these elevators, and he just you know walked into the room. Of course, everybody you know lost their minds, and that's when I realized that. Uh, yeah, he was he was in the in the building, <laughs> and you had to sing in front of him. How nervous had must you have been? I was I was actually I remember I was calling out a song. I, I did my signature song then was a song called When Sunny Gets Blue, and I, I called out the song, and um, I felt like my my I couldn't feel my feet underneath me. I was, <laughs> I, was I was terrified, and and I turned to the band, and 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 for and this is the truth for a split second I couldn't even remember my name. Uh, and I'm standing here and I'm looking at them and they're looking at me and I said, I said when Cindy gets through G and I, and, and it was a whole step lower than what I normally sing it in. And, uh, and then I just, then I just got into it, but yeah, I was terrified, man. I mean, imagine. <laughs> and you know, was, imagine. Uh, he had being the celebrity and superstar that he was, he was probably right there in the front row where you could see him. 
Yeah, he there was he was there was a there was a bar area to the right. He was over there because then he just he was standing because he just he just came in I think for just a a brief moment. He wasn't there to you know hang out. He was there I think after a show. But yeah, I, I could see him. He, he was we were he was in the house and we we made eye contact and everything like that. It was yeah, but it was very nerve wracking, man. I'm I'm sure there there are people out there that will. You know, I've had similar experiences, man. You just don't, you know, you just kind of lose it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. Wow. What what year was that? You know, I'm. I was trying to reflect on it. You know, this is before before I recorded. So I recorded in 2000. So I would have to. I'd have to guess. Um, you know, the person to ask, I probably have to ask Regina. Regina would remember. You know, I'm I'm terrible like that. I didn't take any pictures. Um, you know, I didn't do anything. I just spoke with him for a little bit and we talked about the music and, and that was it. But I'd, I'd, I'd have to really think about that. I never gave much thought to what year that was, but it okay. was before I recorded. I did my first CD in 1999. <clears throat> yeah, I don't want to guess, but okay, it was it was okay. early. I'd say like, you know, I'd say maybe the... Mm, I don't want to guess. <laughs> get me okay. in trouble. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, I know Lou Rawls passed in 2006, so I was just wondering right, right. if you had, did you have any other opportunities to meet or talk with him? No, no, he was out here for, you know, I could, the way I could get the date is he was out here for an Alameda County Fair. And, okay. uh, and that's when I first, that's when I met him. And it was that same year. Um, and um, yeah, no, but it, it was, you know, it was one of these things where, you know, you're, I I had a job. I mean, I wasn't even singing full time. That's how far that that goes. So I, I was working full time, so it was before. I would say like nineteen ninety, eighty nine, ninety around there, because I had a full time job. I was just I was just moonlighting. Okay. Okay. So he came through. He came through the door. I was like, man, I wish I was at work today. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was terrified, man. But you know, but it worked out. You know, I got. I'll, I'll tell you. I I did this just very briefly. I did the song when Sunny Gets Blue, and <clears throat> excuse me, at the end of the song, I hit this high note, and I kind of just, you know, just kind of you know wave it a little bit, and I let it go. And so again, like I said, I can't remember anything. Um, but I remember when I got to that last note, I knew that it, the song was over. And uh, when I finished, I didn't hear any noise. And so in my mind, I'm saying to myself, you know, like I'm just gonna get off the stage and walk straight to the elevator <laughs> and get out of here. I thought I, I really thought I had blown it. I, I, I didn't hit. I didn't hear any response. I mean, nobody booed, but nobody applauded either. So I was like, oh man, you know, let me just. You know, Lou Ross is here. I'm embarrassed, so I'm just gonna, you know, walk to the elevator. My, Regina was there, so she she knows I'm be downstairs at the car, and you know that that's it. But um, I heard this little tinkle, like a glass. Somebody hit something with a glass, and uh, and then then the then people started to applause. But I mean, it was it was a strange five or six seconds of just delayed response to the song, and. Uh, People loved it. They enjoyed it. Um, I just I went somewhere. I don't know where I was. I was not in in the room. I know that okay. for sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. And at yeah. what point after that did you decide that you wanted to do this tribute CD? Oh no, that that, that took a while. Um, the thing that I, at that time, uh, what I was really thinking about was how can I get into the music business because you know I had a full time job. I didn't really know anybody. I was just. Uh, you know, performing around the Bay Area, sitting in the clubs, and I was starting to get some clients. I was starting to get uh, 
a few wineries and some corporate accounts. But I was just really, really, you know, cutting my teeth and and kind of, you know, waffling on, you know, whether I should, you know, just do this music full time or just continue as a hobby. And so that really was the point where when you get an endorsement from someone like that and, and I've had other people say things and. Uh, you know, uh, you know, encouraging things to me, but you know, it, t- it took that I think to kind of push me over the edge to really start seriously thinking about uh, being a recording artist and uh, and trying to you know be a professional singer because you know it's uh, it's very tough tough out here <clears throat> and uh, and and so you know when you're you know imagine you know put yourself in my position you know you're just trying to figure everything out and uh, you know that people enjoy it but. You know, but uh, it takes more than that. And so when I got that endorsement from him, he, he said that to me, and, uh, and we spoke a little bit. And, and then I said, okay, I think that, that I'm going to, you know, make a real effort. And that's when I started uh, trying to uh, put together the music for my first uh, my first debut CD and, and to put together a marketing plan that would, you know, kind of push that along and see where, where things would go because everything that I've done has always been like one step at a time and, and, and they get response or an opportunity and I move move with that. I, I, I didn't sign, I never signed with a major label or I don't have any corporate backers. It's most everything I get is word of mouth or just, you know, personal encouragement. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's listen to some of this music from uh, Victor Fields and new release, the Lou Rawls project. I'm going to start with, um, Let's fall in love all over again. Tell me about this one. This is um, this is a really tender, tender uh, ballad uh, by Lou Rawls, and uh, on saxophone I have a just an amazing player from Poland, uh, uh, Marcin Nowakowski, um, and it's uh, it has a, it, it has a lot of opportunity for phrase. It's a beautiful, beautiful ballad, and arranged by uh, Nelson Braxton of the Braxton Brothers. Yes. And, and recorded it in and recorded it in London. He recorded the music in London in the studio. So it's a great piece. I hope people, people like it. Written by a great writer Bobby Martin. You know, who was with uh, uh Philly International back in the 70s with uh, Gamble and Huff. It's just a beautiful beautiful ballad, well-crafted song. All right. This is called Let's Fall in Love All Over Again. You have no right to treat me the way you do. Things can't go on this way. the same place we fell in love before so we can fall in love all over again close your eyes and I'll wipe away your tears pretend that I'm just a friend same place we 
fell in love before So we can fall in love all over again Close the door And forget about the past Let's start things anew Everlasting love for the one you adore. I'll be the one you're waiting for. So goodbye, goodbye, my love. I need you as a friend. Same place we fell in love before, so we can fall in love all over again. Don't walk away, girl. Find your way back to my world. Let me take you by the hand. We'll. Let's fall in love Fall in love all over again Let's fall all let's fall in love all over again from Victor Fields new release the Lou Rawls project this um, CD is scheduled for release the first week in April um, but you can um, visit Victor's website at victorfields.com for any updated information on that now Victor Lou Rawls had a mass catalog of music so how did you go about choosing the songs you wanted to put on this CD you know something, we started back in the fall of 2011. That's when I, I decided to do this project. And from that point on, it took us about two years really to go through everything. We went through everything that we could find and we listened to it. Uh, and then of course, after you find it, what can we do with it? Because we didn't want to perform it like we've all. We wanted to give it something fresh. And so a lot of music, uh, I'd say we listened to good, you know, 60, 70 different variations of live performances and studio recordings. 
I've never, you know, I've never been involved in anything like this before. I mean, this I I, I was unaware. I knew, I knew he was a, an amazing vocalist and he was iconic, but I had no idea how much recorded material uh, he has. And uh, and I'll tell you something else. It was written in the days when you had these great songwriters, you know. So they gravitated to all the great singers, and and it was I don't think you know it's just a unique period in time and uh uh so you get these combinations of great singers great songwriters and record labels who really wanted to make great music um so really, i mean i had so much fun i went through so much stuff and i didn't realize how many styles uh he sang in and i and people called me eclectic but this this brother here was super eclectic he sang everything he sang everything well Okay. And how did you, you know, usually the record labels um, choose the, the song to be the first mm -hmm. single released and you're yeah, not on a yeah. label. This is on your own label. So out of the, all of these songs that you chose, um, let me be good to use the first single that's released on this. Mm -hmm. What was, what made you decide to choose that song? Well, I, I narrowed it down to about three. And then I have a little group of people, another inner circle, and and so we took a little vote, and okay. and it came back unanimous, unanimously to start with the uh, the up tempo because my you know I um, I love ballads and so you know if if I had my choice I would start with a ballad but we started the last CD thinking of you if you remember we started it with uh, lovely day and then we followed up with thinking of you the ballad so we're just following that formula, but I got, I got a crew of folks that ever since my very first uh, CD, you know, I just reach out to them and say, hey, take a listen to this. And, and we rule by, rule by committee. Um, and they don't have any financial investment in the game. So they're coming in strictly as, you know, fans of Victor Fields and fans of music. So I get a very, uh, I think a very objective kind of response, something that I can really rely, defendable that I can rely on. Okay. And now what about his estate? Did you have to contact somebody to get permission to use the music? No, th these are, these are, uh, in the music business, you, they're, they're statutory mechanical, uh, royalties. So licenses, I'm sorry. So you just, you just file for a license. You know, you get into problems when you don't ask for permission, but you do ask for yes. permission, but you don't go to the estate. You, you go through other mechanisms to, to get permission and you make sure that, Everybody's listed properly, and the publishing companies are, are you know, listed properly, and uh, you don't want any blurred lines when you do music, you know? That's, that's all Literally. It's funny you would use those words, literally, yes. Okay. But, you just to kind of stretch out that thought out a little bit, you know, it's, these are, um, you know, there there are mechanisms for you to use music, and at the same time, you know, to 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 pay people who created the music, mm -hmm. and you just 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 use that system, you know, and uh, and uh, keeps everything uh, above board, and and uh, so no estate is involved. The, the estate probably uh, interacts with the publishing company, but uh, the artist, like myself, I interact with the publisher. And the publisher then you know, deals with the um, 
the writers and uh, the, the, any other people that have an interest in the song. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. <laughs> you know, I hate to hear, hear about you in court somewhere. <laughs> Going to jail. <laughs> oh, good, good. Oh yeah, my goodness. Yeah. So, how are you feeling about the final uh, uh, product? You know, it's 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 a good question. You know, and, and I think that this is this is the best time to have an interview and the best person to have it with. You know, because you you've been around my music for a long time. And, you know, we've we've had other conversations and 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 everything. But you know, <clears throat> I spent so much time inside the music, and then when we were finishing up, it was I, I was it was like I was working for, you know, the Central Intelligence Agency. I wasn't giving up any secrets, you know. People were asking me <laughs> I wouldn't give up anything, you know. And and, and I yeah. and I was inside it so much keeping it a secret and just dealing with the music that when it came time to talk about it, it's like I had a really difficult time um expressing verbally what the experience was, you know. So I think I think now I'm starting to get my legs underneath me. I'm starting. I'm doing a lot of writing, you know, and and by writing, I'm starting to just you know to regroove myself into the whole project from from a different perspective. But I was totally immersed in 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 this uh, project um, creatively, and I, I I tell you, I I think I'm. You may find this bizarre, but I'm just really just starting to like it. Okay. <laughs> you, know? Okay. you know, because I'm, I'm starting to listen to it. I'm outside of it listening to it. I, you know, for so long, I was listening as a, with a critical ear. And, and now I'm at the point now where I've, I've let it go. And, and it, it just feels, it feels, it feels, it's in a better space. I just feel better about it. And, uh, I'm very, I'm, I'm very happy with this. Um, and, and, and the performance that, of everybody, I mean, I'm the I'm the voice on this, but there's we put together a huge team of people. I mean, <clears throat> who everybody contributed to this thing, and and just everything just worked out just perfect. Uh, it, it seemed overwhelming at first, but you know, we finally got to the point where we we got it done, and and now and and, and we pulled everything together. Uh, very massive situation, and then now I feel. Like I'm able to sit back with a, you know, a glass of Pinot and just really enjoy, enjoy it for what it is, and I, I, I like it a lot. Oh well, well, congratulations to you on that, and I do want to talk to you about um, other artists that are working with you on this mm -hmm. release. But I want to go sure. ahead and play um, one of my favorite songs by Lou Rawls was "Love Is a Hurting Thing," and I was very happy mm -hmm. to see that this was one of the songs that you chose um, oh, to put on this. Do is there a story behind this for you? You know, <clears throat> you know I, I I used to sing this in a band uh, when I was in high school, and, and I haven't sung in a long time, but I'm familiar with the song and. Um, the, the the most amazing thing about this is this was actually um, Lou Rawls' first uh, number one song. And of all things he did, this was his first number one song on, on the R&B charts. And <clears throat> the, the when you hear this arrangement, I want to call your attention to uh, a great arranger. Uh, his name is Scott Fuller. He's down in Nashville, uh, Tennessee. And when he sent me back the arrangement. Um, it just put me in a whole different space. Um, but I think that um, we've got some great musicianship, but it's a, an amazing arrangement of one of Lou Rawls' most popular songs. I mean, so um, 
and written by, you know, again, two great writers, uh, Dave Linden and Ben, ben Raleigh, and just, just a well-crafted lyric. And I'll tell you, before you play it, probably the most difficult song for me to sing uh, really? and on the entire project. Yeah, yeah. That hook, Loves a Hurting Thing, is, is about trying to keep, keep the tone and the pitch, and it's a long line. So vocally, it was one of the very difficult, the most challenging uh, songs to sing on the whole CD. How many times did you have to record it? Oh, this uh, once. Just a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. once we we have we brought okay. it we brought it. Uh, this was recorded with with the band. Okay. And and so they're rehearsed, and I just come in and just run it down, and I I go sit down and enjoy myself. But we we just we just I'm old school. We we just ran it down once. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Don't need to be in there all day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. All right. This is love is a hurting thing.
from Victor Field's new CD, The Lou Rawls Project, that was Love is a Hurting Thing. This is scheduled for release the first week in April. So now, Victor, before we came on the air, I was I had said to you that you kind of sound like Lou Rawls on some of the songs on this release, mm-hmm. but you're not trying to sound like him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're you're keeping mm-hmm. true to Victor Fields, but you do mm-hmm. kind of sound a little like Lou Rawls on some of these songs. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's so just a, a compliment. Thing. That's a very high yeah. compliment. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're very welcome. So, um, Okay, so Joe from Germany, he's in the chat room. He says, wow, that's wonderful. I can't wait for this CD. Will surely be another all-time favorite CD. Hi, Joe. Thank you for that. Yes, thank you for that, Joe. All right, so let's talk. Joe's a good friend from Germany, so I I appreciate that very much, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, He's a good friend of the show as well and a a loyal fan of the show. He's been with us almost from the beginning, so. Uh, we love and appreciate Joe for sure. Now, um, let's talk about some of the artists that are with you on this CD. Okay, okay, okay. Well, the um, the basic uh, uh, rhythm uh, section is uh, I have on drums uh, Brian Collier, uh, who is uh, just an amazing um, uh, musician, uh, originally from the Bay Area. He just moved back to moved down to Los Angeles, but. He's on tour right now with uh, Confunction, I believe. So he's a very versatile drummer with his R&B jazz. For a number of years, uh, he while Lettucey was here in the Bay Area, he was Lettucey's <clears throat> drummer. Um, uh, I have a multifaceted genius on bass, Joel Smith. When I first met him and he first came into uh, our band, he was a drummer. And... Nelson Braxton was in London, couldn't be on the session, and said you should call Joel up because he plays the bass. And so I went to um, YouTube and saw a clip of him playing the bass, and I was like, I had no idea. So he he came in, he played uh, he played bass. Um, my guitarist is is uh, always uh, my good friend and producer, music director Chris Camozzi. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, I have a new a new person I've never worked with before. All these uh, all these people: Nelson Braxton, Chris Camozzi, Brian Collier, Joel Smith, percussionist Marquinho Brazil, who's amazing. Uh, he's been out of the road with everybody, Mariah Carey, you know, whole thing. They they were all family. We we performed together, we record together, and then we brought in an, <clears throat> some new people. We brought in uh, Sandra Manning, who was a um, a fabulous piano player. She came in and played played organ. Oh, and I got to drink muddy water and contributed on a few other pieces. I think she was on C when I get there. Um, and then um, uh, someone I've always wanted to work with when when I was when I had that day job and was looking at music. Um, there was a guy named Skyler Jet here in the Bay Area who was like everywhere and all of the Aretha songs and. The Whitney songs that were coming out of uh, uh, Narda Studio um, in the 80s. His name is uh, Skyler Jett. And what we wanted to do was we wanted to uh, uh, present as much of a vintage sound as we could. So we, uh, we hired him to not to, to sing background vocals, but to produce them. And uh, so he did an amazing job and, and, and brought in a beautiful voice, uh, Michaela. Uh, Paris, who came in, she's from the Sacramento area and she, uh, California area, and she came in and she did a wonderful job. <clears throat> um, I've got uh, Vince Lars, uh, if you uh, the track "Thinking of You" and that 
beautiful saxophone that's on the out. Uh, so he's back with me again. Vince Laws on saxophone. Let's see what else. Um, uh, I mentioned Marquinhos, um, Nelson Braxton, and then uh, uh, I introduced my daughter. My daughter's uh, on the CD. It's her first time recording with me. She's on the girl from Ipanema. So that's introducing, uh-huh. yeah, introducing Regina V. Field. She, she's a stage actress. She's a young aspiring actress, but I wanted her to come in and, and sing with her dad. Her dad on a track, and she did that, and it was wonderful. Uh, um, and everything is, is kind of divided amongst, uh, like in sections almost. Uh, I mentioned Scott Fuller was an arranger. Nelson Braxton arranged. Um, there's a gentleman who is also performing on here who's from Minneapolis, uh, Jason Peterson Dallaire. He's got a musical family that just, they do incredible things. And they've done things with, you know, uh, Paisley Park and everybody else. That uh, He's just an amazing musician. Um, did I forget anybody? I hope not. Because mm-hmm. I don't even get mad at me. Um, but Jason, <laughs> Nelson, and Scott were the, uh, the arrangers. And um, you can see this was a big project. I mean, we didn't go yeah. in there with a computer. We didn't go in there with a computer, you know, Mac and just sequence. We we went in and played stuff. Oh, and I, I can't forget uh, Marcin, Marcin Novakowski, uh, who is playing saxophone on the track we just played, That's Fall in Love All Over Again, that you opened the show with. And he came on late. We were just about done. And he, he we connected through Facebook. And I had met him in Los Angeles. He was over here uh, uh, working with Jeff Lover. Jeff Lover was producing his uh, his CD. And he, he um, we met. We met at the Academy of the Jazz Club on Sunset. And uh, we kept in touch through social media. And when he heard about the project, he wanted to get involved. And I talked uh, to Chris Camozzi, the producer. And we, we said, well, you know, I, we got a great track for him. And he didn't disappoint on this Fall in Love all over again. And he said, you know, he's... He's from. He's a great player from Poland, and I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with his music. And, yes. Um, I think I got everybody. I mentioned Marquinhos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I got everybody. And wow. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a. It was a. It was a. It was a cast. You know, we're pretty organized, though. I mean, we got everybody in and out, but it took a, a, an amazing amount of, of just management and organization, uh, just to keep things running smoothly and to make sure that. Uh, you know, every, everything's on time and on point, and, and that's really the responsibility of, of my producer, uh, Chris Camozzi, and then we had uh, our um, engineer, <clears throat> Michael Rodriguez, and Michael is, uh, uh, you probably know him from the work he does with Boss Gags. Um, okay. So the two of them, we kept everything, you know, we kept all the music together, everything was going back and forth for people to listen to, and but it was very, they kept it very, very organized. But this, for the most part, is a Bay Area production. I know in the past I've had, you know, other people have had uh, Jeff Lorber and Gerald Albright and Rick Braun and a bunch of people on the CD. And, and this, this one is just homegrown. This is, this is, this is the sound of the Bay. This is the, this is where I'm very comfortable in this little pocket. So we don't, the only person we have outside of our family is, uh, is Marcin from uh, Poland. Everybody else is, is local. Cool. All right. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. I have a phone <laughs> call. Let's take this call. Area code 510. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Area code 510. Okay, I'll come back to you. 
All right, I want to hear your daughter sing, so I'm going to play <laughs> the girl from Ipanema. All right. I've seen this girl pass by me every day. And I'm in love with this girl, man. She just won't look at me. She won't look my way. Yeah. 
Very nice family cooperation. That's what Joe mm-hmm. says. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's my baby. Now, what's her name? Regina. Regina. And does she play with you on stage? Uh, well, th- she did for this performance. She did in, in San Francisco, but this is her first time. She's uh, never been on uh, on stage with me before. Uh, uh, but she, yeah, she's quite. She's. I tell people, I'm. I'm just keeping the seat warm. She. She's the real talent uh, in the family. Mm-hmm. She's. She's amazing. She. Um. She does. Uh. She. She was. Uh, uh. Involved with a lot of theater here in the Bay Area, the African American Shakespeare Theater. She was Cinderella, and. Okay. Uh, she was uh, an understudy and got to perform for, uh, I think, five or six shows uh, as in the uh, Midsummer Night's Dream uh, at the uh, Cal Shakes Theater. And she was an understudy at the Berkeley Rep and all this. And she's still in college. <laughs> oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, bless her how, heart, proud, yeah. how proud of a papa you must be, you know? Well, you, you hear me bragging, don't you? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, yes. All right, that's cool. That's pretty good. Now, um, a few minutes ago, you mentioned your marketing and you know what you do to get your music out there. And we, when we talked to you in 2010, there was a van that you used to do this. Do you still use that van? Right. No, the the van the van is is in Los Angeles, uh, and okay. I'm up in in Northern California. Um, okay. You know, we got to change. We have to change our tactics. That that if you look at that van, that was a thinking of you van that had the uh, thinking of you colors and all that stuff, and uh, and that was that was a lot of fun. We got we got to think of something. You know, you got to think of something new and and uh, and and uh, attention grabbing these days. You know, that that van was out there before we had uh, you know Housewives of Atlanta. So I got to I got to pick my game up. <laughs> people's expectations have changed that you know in terms of of, of entertainment uh it's it's very interesting out there but that was a great way to market your music to have that van drive around Mm -hmm. the city and you also had like a little uh contest going too or someone saw the van they could call a number and and Mm -hmm. receive music yeah so that was a great way to do that Mm -hmm. oh it was it was fun it was fun we we did that leading up to the to a couple of shows down there, and it, it was great. We went out. We actually, I was down. I'm up in up north, and I went down to uh, Southern California, and um, and we went out to the uh, the Compton Jazz Festival with it. And man, people really did, which is really receptive. Uh, they had a great lineup with Charlie Wilson and all that. They didn't invite me. I had to invite myself with my van, so I was in there stealing all the attention. <laughs> but, nothing wrong yeah, with that. Oh yeah, you know, and it's, you know, I say I, I say something really funny. The, the experience of riding in the van and people are looking at the artwork out of the van. It's got my big face, and then when they pull up next to it, I look I look out the window. I'm in the passenger seat. I look out the window. You see, look on their face like <laughs> trying to figure out like, wait a minute, that's the guy on the van, and there's his real face. So that, mm. that was kind of that was kind of fun, and uh, I, I like I like to get. Um, you know, close and personal. So, you know, we visited a lot of, uh, you know, uh, salons and places where people gather, you know, because our marketing is lifestyle marketing. Um, we go where, where people go to 
to do their their thing, and we we intercept them with with our marketing program and our music. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, a while ago, a few years ago, you started Regina Records Radio. How's that mm-hmm. going? Oh, it's fine. Every, everything I everything I do is on Regina Records Radio. We we uh we actually got started with that, and and my wife's name is Regina, and my daughter's name is Regina, and the label is Regina, and um, uh, we're doing we're doing great. Um, it's been a great vehicle for getting you know the music out there as much as I can, um, because a lot of times you have to have a a label that is you know that is that is uh, for the, from a business aspect to have a label. Um, and, but the thing is, you know, I, I own it and I have complete creative uh, control over it, which is, you, is different from, you know, the, my counterparts who sign to labels. They're, 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 they have like corporate contracts and they're like employees. So this label is doing pretty good. We're going to, you know, we, we've got, I've got uh, some other things in the back of my head uh, that will, come to fruition, not this year, but next year. This year is going to be pretty much trying to establish this uh, CD, and I need to get out. I'm actually going to do, uh, you know, a lot more touring uh, to promote this this package. And then I've got I've got some things I really want to do in terms of uh, mentoring and uh, and helping other some other singers out that I, I really have enjoyed and have come to know over the last few years. Oh, great! I'm happy to hear that. Oh, I'm really happy to hear that. That's good. Oh, you That's want you want you, you, are you singing? Oh no, no, no! But you know, <laughs> Mike and I have this conversation all the time about how uh-huh. um, the the more seasoned artists, you know, it would be nice if they would mentor, uh, you know, the up and coming artists. And um, so I'm I'm really happy to hear you say that. Well, you know, it's 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 uh, you know I I think that. A lot of what this project is about is it has that that same energy. You know, it's, it's it only took a few minutes. It didn't take uh, you know years or or, or decades. It was just someone just someone at the just saying the right things at the right time, and yeah. they don't have to make you know don't have to make anything up. You know, Lou Rawls doesn't have to say anything to me other than hi, how are you. Mm-hmm. But to take the time to take the time to acknowledge, you know, your your talent and your abilities. I mean, that goes a long way. And it it definitely, when I look back on it, was was the the, the seed for everything that's that's evolved with my voice and with my music. It gave me the confidence, you know. So I've got some. I've got a couple of things. I'm not going to to dis- disclose who they are. I'm keep. I, I listen to them. We talk on the email quite a bit, and. Uh, they are independent, and um, we're looking at ways that we can, you know, not only just mentor, but maybe even do some some collaboration. But that would, that's a little bit out. So that maybe you know that's something that's that's on the blueprint, but maybe something that we'll be talking about in uh, 2016, 17. So you know, the future looks really, really good for Regina Records. Oh, that is fantastic, Victor. Oh, that's so good to hear. Yeah, I'm really happy to hear that. Definitely. All right, where are you performing next? You know, I just got back from Connecticut. I was back there for uh, a CD release party. And uh, so we're looking at a couple other places. What what I'm doing is I'm picking spots 
that I've had like the, the, the greatest support. And I'm going back into the going back into those markets um, with CD releases and this small intimate concerts, but it's kind of a gratitude concert. Um, that's the kind of energy that's around this whole Louvalls thing. It's about gratitude for all the people that have stuck with me over the years. And so we're looking at, we've got some spec cities. Uh, I, I was up in New England, uh, like I said, just recently, and we're starting to get a lot of radio play uh, uh, there since I left. Uh, we got a lot of support while we were there coming in to promote, uh, promote the, the show. But since I've been back in California, it's continued to, to spread, and that's a really great thing. So we're looking at you know, doing a circuit like a New England, uh, Mid-Atlantic, because I've got to get into Washington, D.C. Uh, area, and uh, the North and South Carolinas. Um, so I've got some picking my spots, but right now what I, I really have to do is, you know, I try to explain to people that I am a uh, one-man operation, so yeah. I, don't have a, I don't have a complete staff. So right now my concentration is on trying to, to settle down and get the CD released to make sure that this, uh, all the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted, and there are periods at the end of the sentences. I meant like the detail. Mm-hmm. And um, and then then you know we've got some things coming out. We're establishing relationships that you need with business, with you know with booking agents, and uh, various promoters, um, radio stations. And so we're we're building it from the ground up, um, which is what you have to do because you know single com- the single comes out. It's like it takes you, it just takes off, and yes. it's like building your house from like the second floor. You know you've got to stop and realize you've got to go back and work on that foundation because the music is telling you that it's going to do something. And I'm very encouraged with the response we've gotten uh, with, uh, from, from uh, the fans and from radio and, and, and different reviewers, very happy with it. Um, but the thing is, uh, if you've got to manage your growth if you're, because I'm a small business. I'm not just out here just singing and I've got a bunch of people taking care of my business and I don't know what that is. I mean, I'm involved in every aspect of it. And the thing we have to do is ma- manage the growth, you know, and and that means building the foundation, getting your one sheets and making sure your 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 your, your bio is tight and that your your EPK is is really on spot. And then now uh, more than ever, you know, you've got to really have an effective social media um, strategy. So that's that's where I'm at right now. I'm I'm, I'm dealing right now. It's sixty forty kind of sixty going toward more administrative managerial type things and uh got it got it you know okay saying? you know what I'm saying? yeah, yeah <laughs> i understand i understand well I mean, it's I been want, a pleasure I want, to, I want people i want people to understand that you know when you get in this business it's not just it's not just the music there's the business of music as well so. yes yes for sure especially when you're wearing the hat the many hats that you guys have to wear to get it done mm-hmm. for sure all right so area code 510 welcome to talking smooth jazz Hi, am I on? Yes, you are. What's your name? Oh, okay. My name is Lynn, and I just wanted to say I had the pleasure of seeing Victor in concert in San Francisco at the City Club, and it was fabulous. And I would highly recommend anybody get a chance that they come to the show. I mean, there were guests the MC acknowledged from as far away as Alabama and Germany who'd never, ever even seen Victor, met him or anything. They were just fans of the music. So, again, I would just say go if you can, if he's anywhere near you. 
Awesome. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you for calling. Say hello to Victor. Hi, Hi, Victor. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you again. All right, Victor. Well, thank you again for giving me another chance to speak with you. Oh, always. You know, when when you reached out to me, you know, this this we we go back a bit, and and I was just really looking forward to spending some time with you. So I I really appreciate it. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. They they call you the queen for a reason. You know, I mean, you you work hard to give us artists. You know, the the type of you know, light that we need. And, and if we had about 50 more like you, we'd be in great shape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be it nice? Would, it, it'd be outstanding. Yeah. So I yeah, wish you success cool. with your show and thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Thank you again, Victor. It's been a pleasure talking to you again. All right. Okay. You have a good Take day. Care. Thanks. Thank you, you Bye-bye. Too. All right. That was Victor Fields. His new CD is called The Lou Rawls Project, scheduled for release uh, the first week in April. Um, You can visit his website at victorfields.com. You also find Regina uh, Records Radio there as well. Follow him on Twitter at Victor Fields and on Facebook, uh, Victor Fields fan page on Facebook. Uh, Check him out there. All right. Let me thank Uh, Joe from Germany. Thank you again, Joe, for hanging out with me and the guests in the chat room. Thank you as well. I am going to close the show with the single from the CD. It's called Let Me Be Good to You. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with me, your host, the Jazz Queen, and I look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. Yeah, man. See that girl over there? With that red dress on, man, looking so fine. I'm gonna go over and check her out, man, see what's going on. See if she wants to spend a little time with me, right? Every time I see you, you look so fine. I wonder what kind of things are going on in your mind. Let's talk.
for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites, talkingsmoothjazz.com and mastermind-entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at jazz underscore queen and the daily grind. That's T-H-A daily grind.